Hi, I'm Andras Jones, and I'd like to let you know about a little show we're doing in L.A. the week this episode with Bloody Death Skull comes out. On Thursday, January 11th, I'll be hosting a night of music at The Cinema Bar at 3967 Sepulveda Boulevard in Culver City. We'll be celebrating the unofficial soft release of the new Radio 8 Ball app with a night of music from several songwriters that fans of Radio 8 Ball already know and love. Folks like Colleen Green... Bart Davenport. For the sensitive, it's so hard to live, and the callous all succeed. Take a look around at this world I've found, like a lost work of thee. It's a grown up time for me. And Cooper Walker's band, Walker and Company, featuring keyboardist Marshall Thompson. as well as Myrna, Bloody Death Skull, and other surprise guests. I'll be starting things off with a set of my own songs at 8pm, so don't be late, and the whole thing is free, and 21 and over. That's Thursday, January 11th, at the Cinema Bar in Culver City, California. And now, let the musical divination begin. But I just keep running on. This is Veronica Monet, and you are listening to the Radio 8-Ball Show with Andra Stone. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones. We are here in the studio with Bloody Death Skull. Bloody Death Skull. Providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And for this pop oracle session, we are joined by Cynthia Cavalli. Welcome to Radio 8, Paul Cynthia. Thank you for having me. Now, you come to us recommended uh, through Dr. Teresa Bullard. She's a friend of yours. That's right. And how do you know Teresa? Uh, I met Teresa through the Alchemy Guild. My husband and I are both um, alchemists of a kind. Mm -hmm. My husband practices psychological alchemy, and he has a couple books on that. And uh, we met Teresa at the Alchemy Guild's. Um, actually at the Alchemy Conferences, and we became friends, and um, I know her parents and her family, and but it started with alchemy and our mutual love for 
the symbolism of alchemy and transformation. And can you explain, because I know that probably a lot of people think when they think alchemy, they think I'm imagining people, a lab. Yeah, a, a lab and con, con, converting base gold. matter to gold. And But there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Um, well, so the way that, so there are a lot of physical alchemists there who did, who worked with plant alchemy. But the way that uh, my husband and quite a few other people work with it uh, is more um, psychological. And uh, Carl Jung, the Swiss psychiatrist, had worked with alchemy quite a bit at the towards the end of his life, and he had a lot of dreams about the symbolism of alchemy, and he felt that it represented the psyche of modern man and the uh, dynamics and processes that go on in, in the mind of modern man better than anything else. So um, a lot of dreams will have strange content, alchemical content, and it may make no sense to a modern person. But when you look at the writings of the ancient alchemical writings, you can see a lot of these themes are repeated there. And they confound the mind. And it's only when you kind of switch off the cognitive mind and allow the images to work with your imagination that you begin to experience really synchronistically mm -hmm. how... Uh, what the meaning behind those images is. And they have to do with the processes of transformation and the evolution of human consciousness. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you just look at it theoretically, it can be very dry. But if an image comes to you and it confounds you and you can't figure out what, what's going on, if you let that image, if you sit with that image and participate in a dialogue with that image, then the meaning starts to unfold and make itself available to you and it's it's really remarkable and then that becomes a vehicle of change for the person who has the image visit them the images are alive and dynamic yeah i i mean i, I mean i definitely think when you talk about jung and jung came up with the term synchronicity and i feel very much like what we're doing with radio eight ball is a has some is somehow related to that and when you talk about an image that you don't understand like a lot of times i think like the last question we got, like when we finished up the question about are we going to become immortal? And at the end, I was like, mm, I don't know if I really got it. But I've learned that in retrospect, a lot of the ones that I think, oh, we didn't really get it. After a week, when I come back to it, I'll be like, oh, my God, that was the most amazing one. And we didn't know because this other thing was happening randomly out there in the world or something randomly was coming towards us in our in my life or in that the, you know, the artist's life that we didn't know. And then when I come back to it and look at it, it is perfect. And that whole idea that the imperfect, the thing that seems wrong, given a little bit of time, it will reveal itself as being somehow, the, some, in some ways, the holiest moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, not just given a little bit of time, but with time, you get more context. Mm -hmm. And when you can see the bigger picture, then you can start to see right. what thing, that everything that happened was actually just right. You know? Right. Um, it's harder to say that with things that are tragic or things that are painful or things that are hard. The crises, when, like the stuff I was asking about at the beginning of the show, like where the crises is a chrysalis. We don't see that. Right, right. Um, and I'm also thinking of, you know, bad things that happen to people, people who've been deeply hurt or killed. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I withhold judgment on those things because that's only for that person to right. say. It's not like, you know, when people are sick and they go, oh, well, 
You got cancer for a reason. It's all part of God's plan. That's a horrible thing to say to well, someone. Well, yeah, it's not yours. It's not yours to say. Exactly, it's yeah. not yours. Um, so wait, do you do you think things are planned or things happen and then we figure it out? Well, I think it's a combination of both of those things, um, and and the figuring out happens. Sometimes it happens cognitively a little bit. There's a cognitive component, but but that's not what synchronicity is about. Mm-hmm. Synchronicity is about a deeper kind of meaning that unfolds through the event or I'm sorry um, or unfolds outside of you so there so that was the big uh, radical idea that Jung had about synchronicity is that there's a kind of a meaning that works through its way through the universe and that's part of nature that's outside of human beings we normally think of meaning as being what people make you know um, it's man-made but Jung was saying it appears that there's something else in the universe that is also a pattern or has meaning to it, deep meaning, and it's tied to a person's fate and destiny. And um, that's actually the work that I do mm-hmm. um, in my practice, consulting and coaching, especially with individuals, is to help them find and reconnect with that um, inner calling, the reason that they came into the world. And uh, you do that through dreams and through synchronicities. They can act as a guide. Yeah. Well, can you explain to me why I made out with Seinfeld at Home Depot in my dream a few <laughs> nights ago? Because that happened. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a really fun dream. It was weird. He was young and buff. <laughs> a, y- a young buff Seinfeld. Yeah. Shia uh, LaBeouf? <laughs> well, I mean, body, but he still had the same hair. Shia uh, Little play on yeah. words there. Um, I, I'm I kidding can, with you, but... I cannot, but um, but without, you know, chatting more, we could have more of a longer conversation about... Well, the I can't wait. <laughs> well, I, I, I already... See, this is the synchronistic mind in me. See, I, 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 you don't know this. Uh, people who listen to this know this, that uh, my father was a dream psychologist, and a lot of... I think the reason why I do this show is because I was really inspired without knowing it by his, his dream work and that he would lead these seminars where people would tell their dream or they write down their dream and he would read the dream to the class and then everyone else in class would interpret the dream as if it was their as if it was their dream and then at the end the dreamer would be able to say oh well now having heard everyone else's interpretation of it I have this deeper understanding of my own dream and so I guess I just have that like that innate feeling of like, oh, well, I can totally tell you what that dream would mean if it was my dream. But we should get into the musical divinations here because we can have a dream together. Yay. So what is your question for the pop oracle, Cynthia? Okay, so there is a business opportunity that presented itself uh, recently, and um, it had in the presentation a little bit of a synchronicity in it as it was being presented. Nice. And um, it hit me a little hard. Mm -hmm. It physically hit me. Um, So I would just like the Oracle to weigh in and provide some, you know, its take on it. Well, for our, for our sake, can you give us a little, just so that we can have, not, you don't have to give all the details, but can you give some sense of like what the synchronicity was and what, yeah, what the synchronicity was around it? So as, as, um, the opportunity was being presented, um, something fell and hit me. Oh, I see. <laughs> what, what fell and hit you? I was wondering you? what you meant by it physically. Was a book. <laughs> a book? What book? What book was it? It was a book of speeches. Hmm. Book of speech. Now we're going to keep. You know what? You know what? Spe- you know what? Speeches color it was? was it? Well, I, I'm I'm reluctant to say more because I don't want to uh, give away the 
opportunity. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. So, but in being given a business opportunity, you were struck by a book that landed on you while you were being, being given I this opportunity. I get it. I get the question there. So, well, what is it? You know, what is the meaning of that synchronicity? Well, kind of, um, yeah. I mean, so when synchronicities happen, they're not always yes. Right. Right? They can be no. They can be... Um, Pay they attention. Can, they can be pay attention. They can be, they can have consequences that I would deem negative, right. you know, or, or positive. So I would just like a little bit more, you know, why'd you hit me so hard? <laughs> right. right. That's a great question. Why'd you hit me so hard? And now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Okay. Na, 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 na. We love And it is song number eight, Nirvana song. Just not in the in your lyrics. It says Nirvana, but in it goes back and forth. It's either Nirvana or Nirvana song. But that was the answer to Cynthia's question about the synchronicity of the book falling on her when she was being given the opportunity, encapsulated in the statement, "Why'd you hit me so hard?" So, <laughs> uh, so bloody death skull. Give us the bloody deathly uh, background on this bloody deathly song well i had spent um a whole day just looking at the chords of nirvana songs um by the band nirvana and i just played like just one after the other after the other after the other after the other and i felt like then i kind of took what i conceived of 
those chord structures and made my own song as well as I feel like the the structure of the words the line like the way the phrases came out it was my Nirvana song got it got it <laughs> and also just the somewhat seemingly mishmash of words that actually make sense and do you mind if I ask what was it that uh, spurred you on to to take on that that task of learning all those Nirvana songs in one day? Well, um, it's kind of like just giving yourself a music lesson because when you look at the way that a songwriter creates songs and then you kind of practice them and practice them, it just, you know, is a way to practice your instrument but also to expand the way that you might be looking at songs and, and how you construct them. And just like an experiment. Like, right. let's say today I want to write a song like Prince. I might listen to a bunch of Prince songs and and so on. Got it. Got it. Um, so, Cynthia, uh, do you have any? Do you have any particular connection to the band Nirvana, or any ideas that came out of that song? As far as the answer to your question, well, I love the name uh-huh. Nirvana, um, and also I was really taken by the song because it was. You know, I said I was asking the oracle, yeah. and I feel like the oracle was really answering. I mean, the words really sound like she's saying. You know, you could say um, you could say the oracle, or you could say uh, nature, or you could say, uh, you know, psyche, or however you want to talk about or life was answering and saying, well, you know, I don't. What does she say about um, about morning? And you know, in the morning there's dawn, and yeah. in the evening it's long. It's long, and you know, kind of. I have. I am the seasons. I have my reasons. I mean. <laughs> forgot your name it's the same i'm the one to say everyone's afraid everyone is gay everyone's afraid i give no warning take this as warning uh, most things are boring unless someone's horny and it's true <laughs> and it's true <laughs> it's true so i felt like that was really her answering and saying well you know I I feel like when it comes to synchronicity and you're trying to understand something weird that's happened, you go for, she says horny, but you go for what's interesting, what's, what's odd, what captures your imagination, what captures your interest, the thing that, the odd thing, the thing that doesn't quite fit, the thing that that makes you horny for life, you could say, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that really, really gets your juices going. What is it? Um, there's any story when I was even coming here, I was thinking, well, which synchron, you know, which, what should I ask? Which of the many synchronicities? Yeah. Well, there's lots of questions that you could ask, but this was like the juicy one because it had that weird synchronicity in there where it hit me, you know? So, um, that's a really, this felt like it was really the Oracle answering and, um, and there, there's also something in there. Sorry, I can't put my glasses on with this thing on. But um, having to do with, um, you know, forgetting your name, is it the same? That really struck me because one of the things that happens um, when you're doing work that's your own work and you're trying to be out in the world and make it available to other people and somewhere in that interface and when you're trying to make it a business, it's easy to forget who you are sometimes, you know, and you can get so caught up in it that you that you lose the thread of the thing that you loved. And so when, when it said that in the song, I thought, I felt like it was saying, you can take on any business opportunity, but you always have to remember who you are. 
And if you remember who you are, it's going to be a good business opportunity. And if you forget who you are, then it's going to not work out so well. So anyway, that's how I took it. I It all happened right in the song. It wasn't like I sat here and thought about it <laughs> or perseverated. It just happened. So I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. It felt, felt right to me, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how much I have to add to that. I mean, I... I uh, I think about if it was my question. I think about the synchronicities that happen with to me, and it's like Nirvana is this is the state is this state of well, it's it's a self described state. Nirvana is a state of Nirvana, but to me, when that when I have those moments of synchronicity, that it's the that is the reward in and of itself. The experience of having something strange happen to me. Um, I've told a story on this show before. Actually, it's in an episode that hasn't come out. That's uh, that in before that had that is not on our site yet. Um, but about how once I was going to have this very cool meeting with someone, and while I was waiting in the office to see them, a song came on that was the theme show the same theme song to a show that they were on a long time ago. And it filled me with all this excitement. I was so excited by the synchronicity that I went in and I was overconfident in the meeting and I totally blew the meeting. So it didn't necessarily mean that the good thing came out of it, but you st- no one can ever take away that moment of sitting in that office and having that song come on and feeling like, this is synchronicity. This is happening. And I made the synchronicity mean I'm going to go in and kill this meeting and my arrogance killed the meeting. But here I am some, you know, 10, maybe probably 20, almost 20 years later. And that moment of that synchronicity of the, like whatever happens with the, the business opportunity, the book landing on your head while you were talking about it, and then you bring it into this conversation and then getting that song is the answer. And the Nirvana is in itself this, you know, sort of alchemical blessing, right? And whether, however, the business opportunity turns out, that's what I got is that it's, uh, that's sort of, a, let's like an experiential thing that the, the experience of having a profound synchronicity is sometimes just as great as what you think it could mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if I could just add to that, it's, it's as if it's saying that it's as if, you know, and there are moments in life when we know this about life, that it doesn't matter the path that you chose. I mean, at some level, it matters, of course, but ultimately, in the biggest, largest scheme of things, it doesn't matter how you got there. It's all those moments where you were in that moment and you knew who you were and you knew what was going on and you knew where you fit in to the universe and the universe loved you being there and showed you through a synchronicity and mm-hmm. you got it. And it's all those moments that we got it. That's yeah. what we carry through and that's what carries us through for the hard times when things aren't working out. You remember when it did have that moment where you knew where you were and who you were and what you were doing, what you were supposed to be doing, whether it worked out or not, whether it turned into a positive or a negative, ultimately it was right. And that feeling is just tremendous. And it can get you through a lot of really tough things. And I would also say, I know a lot of people say that like synchronicity is kind of like following synchronicity is, can be like a road to madness. And maybe it is. But I, I, you know, you talked about when negative things happen. I would never say this for anyone else. But for myself, I say if I'm, if I believe in synchronicity, the bad things that happen to me are just as synchronistic 
as the good things that happen to me. If I run into someone, like if, if I run into someone who I've been thinking about and it's a good thing, I'll say, oh, that's a great synchronicity. But if I run into someone who I've been thinking about and I don't want to see them, then I'll sneak out the back of the, the club because I don't want to see them. And the thing is, they're both... The fact of running into somebody, like, it doesn't matter if, like, it's our ego that says if it's good or bad, but the ultimate, it's like uh, Robert Anton Wilson line, he says, like, I think he said it, like, the ultimate winner's script is that I am the full, I am totally responsible for everything that happens to me in my life. Anything less than that is you're setting yourself up to be able to be at the whims of somebody else's conspiracy. Oh, maybe his thing was like, life is a conspiracy. I don't remember what he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about that is it's it's true. There there is um there's like the little I, the me that's living this drama and that yeah. says woe is me and this isn't working out. I have an idea of how I'd like things to go and how life would be good for me. But there's also an I that was there before and I think that I that preexisted this I, this current I is the one that maybe made the plans yeah and so that eye is pretty happy this eye that has to live here can get sad and get happy and get excited and then disappointed you know but it it's it's really about the other eye the ultimate eye the crisis and the chrysalis mm. yeah <laughs> awesome well thanks a lot thank is, you is there anything else anything you'd like for to let the audience know before we wrap this up um i i visit my website oh can i just say a little bit of what what i'm developing oh yeah yeah absolutely i'm uh i said i was a consultant and i work with organizational transformation and because of my research in synchronicity i got i found people coming to me and saying i want to i want to learn more about synchronicity will you coach me so i've been actually moving more into coaching um with synchronicity and dreams, and we play the if it were my dream game a lot. Oh yeah, and um, showing people how to let synchronicities and dreams guide their lives, and how to reconnect with their inner calling. A lot of times in midlife, people find that that the things of of youth are over, and now it's time to um, move into a different way of life. Life will do it for you. It's not like a, you decide to. Yeah, do. and so that's what I help people do, and. Um, it's hard to work one-on-one with so many people. So I'm developing a program and I'm hoping to launch it in um, maybe early spring. And um, it's online and people can also combine that with working one-on-one. So I'm excited about it. And it's about finding your inner calling and reconnecting with that inner calling. Cool. Well, as it uh, as it develops, please let us know. We'll print all the links along with this uh, with this podcast, and uh, certainly let your clients know to, about this cool show called Radio Eight Ball, where you can explore synchronicities every day. Absolutely, absolutely. It's such a fun format. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.